In this episode, I talked to my really good friend and business partner, Dean Aguilar. Dean talks about the story of how he went from being broke and homeless with health struggles, having one lung and having to support his family and had no other choice. He had no other choice but to build a brand without any money on the free social platforms and how he did that consistently, thoughtfully, how he figured it out and how because of that, he is a multi seven figure entrepreneur today, owns multiple businesses, but he has not forgotten his roots. And he's understood that still staying with the brand building exercise, doing it thoughtfully, doing it purposefully, and exactly how to do it is what matters. Dean breaks it all down for you in this very real and very raw episode with Dean Aguilar. And it starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. So, Dean, if you actually take, uh, as we are sitting here right now in early 2021, and you do, you, you look at all the places where you have built this amazing presence in your platform, in your reach, in your audience, we are talking several million people, like millions of people. Uh, a lot of times people don't understand when I say millions, like if you walk into the largest football stadium, I think it's Alabama or wherever, 72,000 people, that's in, an, in a stadium. Imagine, you know, 22 of those stadiums looking at you every single day. Um, and you've built this all in the last three, four years, not even. And it was not like you were, you know, you were not like you were born a Rockefeller. It's, you know, it's not like you are, you know, it's not like, it's not like you're an Olympic athlete. Um, you know, it's not like you, it's not like you're a social media influencer. Like, it's not like, it's not like you're, you're selling makeup or products. Like you don't even have a, like, you don't even have a course, no, right? No. The question is what I wanted to go to that switch. There was a time when you realized that this was important. It was important to have a a platform and an audience where you can share your message with the world. I want you to, can you think about that time where you're like, this is important and I'm going to spend time on this. You know? Okay. So I have to take it back to when I was, you know, just kind of a, a real estate agent by myself and, and, you know, had always been comfortable on my medium, which is, which is uh, you know video video. Right. And at the time, a lot of people don't know the background, but you know, I, I came out of uh, a situation where, you know, 2008 hit, I was in the middle of uh, real estate and I lost all my money and houses and I was dead broke. I'm going to tell you, I lost hundreds. I lost a lot. And so coming back into it, I realized that early on around 2008, nine, that I really didn't have any money to spend on ads and all these big marketers, right? Like to, to put your name out there. So I started to see like YouTube and all these things, Facebook, even all these things started to get popular um, and so I just created a YouTube channel and it, the shit's free. Like, and back then the algorithm was so much easier. 
you know, at one point, and I, you and I talk about this, I lost that channel for dumbass reasons, but <laughs> I, I, I lost it nonetheless, but it was such an organic play, just like you and I talk about with all the ones that are new or, you know, where you have that, you know, period in time where you can build such an audience because the organic reach is there. So I, I did it more out of not having the money really to, to spend on ads or flyers or anything. Like I couldn't spend any of it. And the one thing I knew what was free was social. And so every single person that I've ever talked to, and what's cool now, because I still have the real estate team as one of the businesses, right? Is those people, we, two years ago, two years ago on Instagram alone, they sold 22 deals. Last year, they sold 43, just on 43 transactions, over $600,000 in commissions. And it came from Instagram for something they didn't pay for. Right. Right. Dude, I mean, if it doesn't get any more bigger than that, like, and so now all I've ever done is teach about every single person is currency. Like just, Hey, Sharon, look, I mean, I'd love to follow you and keep up. I love your vibe. I love everything about you. Are you on uh, Instagram? Great. What's your handle? I whip out a phone. Great. I'll follow you. You follow me. Fantastic. Ultimate drip system. Right now it's like, they're going to live by you every day. They just see you, see you. They do it on every hot lead that they get. And they do it on every client that they, that they're, that they uh, close. And so yeah. now it becomes, they just know about their lives. Right. And so that's kind of how I built, you know, my personal brand, obviously, you know, when I did have money and now I invested in working with our celebrity partners and stuff like that to even explode that. Right. But it, organically it happened a lot, dude, I was getting here. And for those of you who know CNAO, there's a little area in Chula Vista. Right. So check it out. I had a video in 2010, maybe nine, it was late nine, 10 that went viral on YouTube, nonetheless, right? In Chula Vista, one little market in San Diego, and it got near 700,000 views in 30 days. At, at that time for me, that was astronomical, right? Yeah. And that's, and I didn't pay for, I didn't run ads against it. Yeah. That's, that's what's nutty. That's what's nutty, right? How, let me ask you this. So, what is easy to do, it is also easy not to do, right? And while you saw get traction doing videos on free, the free platforms, like when you had organic reach on Facebook, like I saw you doing videos then. Yeah. Some videos would get 300 views, some would, videos would get 3,000 views, some videos like this would get 700,000 views. Um, many of your videos, we know this, were, was not professionally produced, oh. right? You had a lot of videos that were kind of like first generation iPhone videos that were, were taken. Oh, right? bro, you know what it is? They, they were, go ahead, I'll, I'll let you finish, I'm my bad. Well, I laugh at this all the time. It's literally, I, I'm almost positive, right? First of all, I was like 30 pounds heavier, but I was almost positive and it was grainy as hell. I'm almost positive it was the first flip phone with a camera. I'm totally. not, lying to, not lying to you. We're talking 12 years of video that, I mean like early adopt, before even, Tom Ferry was like talking about it to everybody. Like I was, I was on it because I just loved being on camera because it's part of the, you know, the, the, the vain ego thing in me. I was just good at it, right? But, so, but, but that's, I think that's what I want to talk about, right? So how did you, how did you bring yourself to like believing that the effort that you put in creating this content on a organic platform that was starting to grow, that is not like today where, you know, people are like, hey, I'm going to start a business. 
the first thing they're like, I need a domain and I need to go get my Instagram handles. Like that's what people, that never happened before. Right. It happened today. Like what made you feel like, what made, what gave you the, the fuel to keep going without, without seeing the dramatic results that you're seeing today? What made you, what made you keep going and keep producing and going, producing, going, producing more, more, more. Like what made you keep doing that and have the courage to keep doing that? It was, it was one thing and one thing only, and it still stands true today, okay, is you take every moment of time of anyone that has ever exploded from nowhere to somewhere on social, if we're just talking about brand and building your brand, say, through social and stuff, and everybody does it in different uh, avenues. What, one thing I noticed is this. Even as a consumer, when I was first starting to shoot video, I would follow and I would watch things would pop up organically on my feed. And I was like, Oh, I like that dude. That dude is pretty cool. And then all of a sudden it would just keep popping into my feed. And then I noticed that the dude was like doing video every fucking day. Like it was just, it was popping and popping and popping. And all of a sudden within 12 months, it's like, he's now got a corporation. Like it's just growth. Right. One would argue elections have been stolen yeah. from literally messaging over and over because what I found out is through every period of time and through every person that has ever become famous, there's one thing in common. You say that shit enough times for everyone, it becomes true, regardless if yeah. it's true or not. Yeah. Yeah. Period in the story. And there's no one that can ever change my mind on that. No yeah. one. I've seen it way too many times and way too many avenues, politics, businesses, models, doesn't matter. People are getting, and you know, I'm into, you know, I'm starting to audition and do all this stuff and acting. And I'm now throwing my hat in that ring, right? It's a passion of mine. People have become famous and landed big ass roles from nowhere just by putting out stuff that they were just like the content I'm doing now, just by yeah. putting out stuff and people started to like it, you know? Yeah. And even when I made the shift now, I've, I've grown, this is cool. You and I, we haven't paid celebrity influencers in a while. Now we're starting to get organic trash yeah. and followers. Mine has just completely exploded. Like yeah. just, I haven't paid for any, you know, campaigns in such a long time, but I'm growing by at least 6,000 a month at this point. Dude, that's uh. so, so let's, let, let, let me, there's probably uh, a question. There's an entrepreneur right now listening and is saying, you know what? I show up every day on social. I do stories. I put out a video. I put out some IGTV. I, I have produced video, raw video. I'm putting out content. I'm writing, I'm doing captions but I'm not growing, I'm not getting traction. To that person, they feel like I'm working hard on my stuff, but I, it's not like I'm not getting the break. Right. How do you, what do you, what do you tell that person? You know what, we get this a lot, you and I, especially in our business, right? That we run together. Um, we get this a lot, again, I gotta always use real estate agents, right? The people, People, it's almost like I, what I explained to them, it's imagine, imagine, you know, following up with a lead three times instead of 30. You know, they're not calling me back. I'm not getting a hold of them, blah, blah, blah. They're not getting what they want. I think too many people want instant gratification. They just cannot follow through because they feel it's a waste of their time. Here's another thing. They're looking at this, um, I think, a little wrong because what you don't realize, and that's for everyone that's ever listening to this podcast or, or video or whatever. What you don't realize is there are sleepers that are watching your shit. Mm -hmm. And one day you're going to go to a seminar and go to something and they're going to say, hey, Ginger, hey, Glenda, 
I've been watching your shit for a while. Meanwhile, inside, you think it's not worth your shit. Like you're like, this is not getting any traction. And when that happens, because it's happened so many times to you and I, it's like, okay, people are watching. They're just maybe not interacting or maybe they haven't raised their hand yet to actually say, hey, I'm ready to to talk to you or even have the balls. Some people are like put you into, especially with social, which is really weird, right? I've been around you many a times where people get like, you're fucking Brad Pitt. Like they get all like, it's like, you know, you start sweating and shit. Like, it's like so weird, right? And and I just started to get a little taste of that. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? You know, it's like, it's cool. It's cool. But you don't see that, right? And and these these folks have loved and consumed your content. But I think we're like, I don't see an ROI today. So then we just, we stop. Yeah. Well, this is, let's, let's get a little tactical on this. I want to maybe talk about how, um, you know, you use this example often, which is, um, you know, if you're going to the gym, sometimes you need a little help and sometimes you need a trainer. Sometimes you need someone to spot you. Sometimes you need a trainer to give you a little bit of an adjustment in angle and, 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 you know, mechanics. Sometimes you need a supplement. Sometimes you need to, you need to blend cardio with your training. Sometimes you need training rotation, but you just because you go in and do the same thing over and over, you can't just expect to be better. Like you need some support from time to time. And I think that there is, you and I talk about this often, which is there's some support that we can give ourselves and there's some support that we need from other people. So um, I would love for you to talk about this when, uh, you know, when I, uh, when my, when my originally, when my Instagram got like a bot attack and we had to kind of start over, right. Uh, the, I was like, man, what am I going to do? I have to start over. And I don't know if you remember what you told me or like, dude, just start with what you already have, which is your email list. Right? right. Exactly. So maybe you can talk about that where a lot of times we can support ourselves. We have other audiences, et cetera. Maybe you can talk about, Hey, if you have standing Instagram audience, what, why people are missing the boat on not cross-pollinating that. I, you know what, I, I think, so it's like, I, I have to take it back to um, not wanting to learn other mm-hmm. platforms um, and resisting change, you know? So there are so many people that you and I talked about, talk to all the time that are just stuck on Facebook. They can't get off of it. That's where it is. They don't want to learn Instagram. They don't believe TikToks for them. You know, they don't want to use even LinkedIn because they feel, oh, it's just a resume platform or whatever, right? I, I think it's just a lack of um, breaking out of a comfort zone. Um, it maybe took them so much time to actually even learn that one platform. Um, and they just, it's their jam. Like that's what they're good at, right? And um, I, I think it just, that's that's their mental block, right? It's just wanting to uh, stick to what they know and, and not try new things. The problem is, the problem is, especially in the social world, is platforms come and go, you know, and, and you've done a great job. Emails will be around forever, right? That's, that's, that's something we know. But when it comes to social platforms, they could disappear tomorrow. And it's, a, it's, everyone's making a huge mistake if they're not at least trying, you know? What if for some reason Facebook gets shut down, you know? And, and now there's only, there's not even Instagram. Now there's only TikTok and LinkedIn. What are you gonna do now? Now yeah. you gotta build a whole nother audience. And if you haven't transferred your audience into platforms or even built an audience that uh, is in different age demographics and stuff like that that are leveling up, you know, at some point, five years, these kids on TikTok are going to be buying houses. They're moved over to Instagram. Maybe they're now on Instagram instead of TikTok, right? You know what I mean? 
And so you're just riding a wave, like riding a funnel all the way up into the different platforms. Well, I, I also think, you know, I actually think something a little bit even more basic than that is something that I went through where I think, I don't know if you remember this, like it was maybe last year sometime for like 40, it was, it was 10 weeks where I was locked out of my Facebook. Oh yeah, account. dude, we tried everything on that one. Yeah. So, so it doesn't even have to mean that the platforms have to change. Like you get locked out. Like, what do you, what do you do? Right. We know people, I know, like we know personally, we know influencers who have relied heavily on Facebook advertising to get leads into their, into their world and Facebook literally banned them for life. So I know people that literally can't buy any media on any Facebook network, Facebook, Instagram, anything. And if they didn't have, now they had to go build other audiences. So, so my, you know, and for those who don't know, like Dean and his team advised me on saying, Hey, how do you like rebuild from the, from the ground up? The first thing they were like, Hey, listen, use your existing media sources to fund your existing media sources. So don't just say, I started on Instagram and I don't have any traction. Say I started on Instagram. What else do I have? Do I have Facebook? Awesome. Let me tell my Facebook friends to go like share my Instagram posts over. Like I on email will be like, Hey, I just started this. Go follow me there. And it's our responsibility to cross promote our stuff as opposed to just assuming that you're going to get organic growth all the time. hundred percent. Dude, we built that. It was fast. It went from zero to 30,000 very quick. I mean, everything, look, contact list, your, how many thousands of phone numbers? Hey, by the way, I got a new Instagram handle text, like literally a thousand people on your phone. Right. I mean, yeah. it's, and it, it's funny because you're, you're absolutely right. Even, even a step further on cross pollinating other platforms, you still don't own that data. It's, I always, it's like, I consider it like, you know, you hear a lot now these days about musicians owning their own publishing, right? right. It, their record deals are shit. It's because they'll write all these hit songs and get millions of dollars, but it's not their song. Whether they wrote it and they think it is or not, it's not theirs. The content that you're writing, everything belongs to Instagram. Just to know, just, you know, that shit could get taken away tomorrow. So owning your own data like you have, which was the one thing, man, that has literally saved you because you've got damn near 100,000 people in there. Um, that is, is special because you own that data. That is yours. Right. And you can take that data and put it anywhere you want. Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's, let's take the, the second look at it, right? If you take the internal support system of where you can take your own stuff and promote your own stuff. And I actually think that it's our responsibility to promote our own stuff. Like, I think it's very fair to do that. Now, uh, a lot of people, you know, what I don't understand, and this is probably a time for us to call a lot of people out, uh, you know, and, and speak the truth on this stuff, which is people have no problem paying for leads. Yeah. They'll say, I'll run ads and I'll get leads and I won't service them, but I'll get (laughs) they'll run ads and get the leads. And, and you have that, but they'll say, well, I won't, I won't work with venture joint venture promotions and campaign promotions, et cetera, to grow my reach, Mm -hmm. which is really fascinating to me. Right. And so I'd love for you to kind of like maybe in two parts, uh, part one is there's a, it's not for everybody, right? But for the right personality with the right uh, demographic, with the right celebrity or influencer promotion, could you maybe at a very high level describe if if you go through someone like, you know, like your agency and it's the right fit, how does how does using another person's audience to promote you? How does that work mechanically speaking? Yeah. Okay. So 
Yeah. So imagine, I mean, man, especially if you can pair it up with the right influencer or celebrity or whatever they, you know, that may have the same demographics, right. That your, your, your audience is, we spend so much time with acquisition of attention, right. But we spend it on, like you said, lead generation, because we want the right now. Um, that's the best way to build an audience to, to build conversations over time, because ultimately, like you say, my man, and I love you for it, all good what conversion comes in conversation. Right. The problem is, is we're, we're too focused on the right now satisfaction of doing the leads, which should be a pillar, right? No matter what business you're in. But ultimately what everyone wants, you know, is, and we have some great clients, you and I, like the Glendas and the, and the Gingers of the world and all these folks that are now catching notoriety. And it will and always will be much more sexier to walk into a room and never have to introduce yourself ever. Yes. Versus paying to try to talk to someone cold, right? Which is most what most people want to do. Now, mechanically speaking, very easy to do. Um, it's, you know, you're, with our agency, we've, you know, we've obviously partnered with so many. And I mean, so yeah, many. Take, so take, many. Take, take JLo, take JLo, for example. Yeah, right? that was a great one. Okay, perfect example. So her and her management team work out the contracts, all that stuff, NDAs, done, right? All that stuff is set in place. Now, JLo is essentially going to promote her account and most likely a giveaway. There's a shout outs involved and, and different things that are separate to this, but mostly a certain type of giveaway, right? And what she's doing is she's shuttling everyone to say Sharon, who's like, hey, I wanna grow my audience. I'm in the you know, uh, designing world that caters to Latin women, whatever, right? Let's just say, cause we got clients all over the place. It's not just real estate agents or whatever. We had them all over, right? So if it's a perfect fit, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. You and I know, here's a, here's a perfect example, okay? Our, one of our very first client on Muse when we had two years ago, you remember um, the Kylie Jenner promotion? Of course. We had, we had, okay, so Kylie, everybody obviously knows a billion dollar company for makeup, right? We had a girl who owned an online makeup store. She paid 30 grand, 30 grand to get into Kylie's promotion. Here's the thing. Kylie's promotion drew 300,000 people because she's like the number six person on Instagram with damn near 200 million people. 300,000 people in three days who all watch her makeup tutorials, who all watch that stuff. That 30 grand was absorbed in 30 days. Shit you not, happy to share the emails with everyone. Yeah. That is not an exaggeration. And so that is what becomes very sexy. Now you have an audience who is there for good because it's something very similar, right? That they can kind of latch onto. They like your content. And even if it's like a little bit off, as long as the content is good, they will stay with you. And that's totally. what all you're looking for anyway. You're looking for the net net of that ROI in attention. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, you know, a lot of times people, there, there's two examples that I want to get people to understand. And, uh, you know, the first thing I'll tell you is, it is very easy on Facebook, on TikTok, on Instagram, et cetera, to get spammed with a lot of these people trying to sell you, you know, a bill of goods. Uh, you want to go through someone, you know, like Dean, who understands this stuff and be like, hey, that's that's a scam. Those are bots. They know that stuff. But what's fascinating, what I want to give people an understanding of this, Dean, you and I talk about this. I'll talk about one example. I'd love you to talk about the other. The first is um, I love the old school show Friends. 
right? Yeah. Right. And 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 if you're if you're if if you think that your product is for that demographic, you literally would go to NBC and you would say, "Let me buy an ad that is going to show while Friends is playing." Literally, what this gal did in the makeup world said, "Hmm." Kylie has the audience that everybody watches. Let me go buy an ad in Kylie's audience so that Kylie shouts me out, does whatever the ad is in the Instagram world. And because of that, I get a new audience that is completely targeted to my overall audience. Now, people think that, oh my gosh, that's cheating. I'm like, it's not, that, that is the smartest way to do this because you're getting the right audience. Now, uh, this is where I'll give you the second part of the story. And Dean talks about this very well. Dean, I'd love for you to talk about kind of like, we can give you the stage, but you've got to perform, right? Right, right. hundred percent. Okay. So that, that's, that's the biggest thing is, is, you know, we, you can have all the audience in the world, you know, it, it would be, imagine if, you know, she just bought those followers and that audience, but, but she didn't do any content. Number one, because believe it or not, that has happened many times. <laughs> Hey, why am I losing all my people? Uh, dude, you haven't posted in three weeks. What, what, are we, what are we talking about right now? Right. And so it's, it, it has to, it has to be engaging. Your content has to be right. And, and obviously the, the, the influencer has to be the right fit because you know, if, if what you're posting in content isn't a fit, then yeah, you're going to lose a lot, large majority of the audience. But, you know, I think a combination of using every muscle of your personality is important um, I, I, we always talk about not being one dimensional, but, you know, flexing the fun muscle and, and all of these other things. Um, it's very hard for most people to do, but the reason why we stick around for any content, whether it's makeup tutorial or whatever is in some way, it's either instructional, um, it's fun, it's inspiring, which is what we talk about is like the three, right? If it's any of that and it's consistent, you are going to be fine. You're going to win. Um, yeah. but, I, but I just think that most people just don't don't do that. They don't do that or they want to stick to just, uh, which is even worse, um, social proof, you know, or, or what, or, you know, if you're a, uh, an e-com person, you're just posting discounts. Hey, 20% off, you sign up today. It's like something about a sales pitch. Like, give me something else that, I, that makes me like you and want to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Other yeah. than you sold 300 homes, who cares? I don't give a shit. Like, why do, why should I buy from you? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Good, good for you. You got to be right resume. Well, and, and I and I think that's spot on because a lot you know a lot of times that uh, if if my commercial for a new coffee bean um, showed up when the friends cast was at their coffee shop and that's what it did, but people went to my website and it was under construction, like that would suck for sure, that, right? And so I think that's what people forget is they just think that hey, you're going out and buying these ads on different people's channels. But I'm like, no, it's not buying the ads. I think you're buying the right to audition. Yep. Right. And so now you're getting put, now you get the stage. Like you talk about, hey, you're like, hey, I can put you on Broadway, but you got to perform. For sure. And, and so, uh, you know, like a lot of you're, times if you want to, yeah, go ahead. You know, you know what was cool about it? And so and what we used to teach everyone, um, when you get on these giveaways, e even again, even if it's not a perfect match, it's always good to reference the influencer or celebrity that you're, that you're, you know, that you're paying ads for essentially. Right. Um, remember you and I were on the JLo campaign. We've been on the Jamie Foxx campaign. We've been all on them. Cause you know, we obviously we're working with the management teams, but when, when we, when we run them and we know they're going live, we're constantly doing polls and stickers and, 
you know, you with your, you know, more of an inspirational type teaching, where you're modeling over, you remember the videos? I mean, it's like, you know, here's the one thing Jamie Foxx learned when he was coming up in Living Color and blah, 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 right? So now you're doing, it's piggybacking because what's happening is it's current. It's relatable to the audience that you're bringing in. It's like what we're talking about now, which, or what you talked about earlier, which is like the, 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 um, you know, the, um, the, the highlights, the, like you're reeling them in, right. So to speak, and they're like, Oh, cool. Let me, let me listen some more. And then it's up to you from that point on as the promotion ends to keep them engaged, but it's always good to kind of correlate. Imagine to your point, the coffee bean can, can you imagine there's, there's friends, they're at central perk, right? Yeah. Coffee shop. Okay. And coffee bean comes up and it's, they've referenced Central, Central Perk, or, or they have a commercial that has the set yeah. of Central Perk. Do you know how relatable that is? Do you know that you would think that that was Friends and all of a sudden goes into a coffee bean commercial? Yeah, it's awesome, right? It's awesome. Well, well this, this, this gets me to, you know, I wanted to break kind of the mindset for folks today that are, that are you know, um, it's, if you're stuck with your, with your, if you feel stuck with your growth, right? There is, two, you have two options. Option number one, you can support yourself. So use your other platforms to kind of support you, right? Uh, and option number two, you can get some, some support and some of them may not be instantly visible to you because you don't work in it every day. But, you know, just, I, I will tell you, just DM Dean and say, hey, I'd like to grow my audience. And Dean's not going to tell you, you should. Dean be like, why? What do you want to do? How do you want to do it? Like, there's a lot of things and some, a lot of the stuff may, you may not be ready for, and I think that being open to understanding that there is support available if you have the right kind of intention in mind is really good. But Dean, that takes me to like the next question, which is you are spending a lot of time, I'd say close to 20% of your week, maybe more for sure. creating, creating new original content. Yes. Right. And it doesn't directly uh, uh, translate to dollars right away, but you're creating new original content. Now, can you walk through, like, is there a method for this content creation? Is there like buckets you think about? Is there like, Hey, I'm only creating content in these three areas. Um, maybe you could say, Hey, here, are the, here are my areas. And this is how someone should think about them. Like some kind of thought process around that. Yeah. Okay. So I only focus on two things. Uh, I never sell. I just, I just don't. Um, I focus on brand, uh, brand awareness and I, I do it in two formats only. Um, I do it in, um, kind of life story and inspirational, um, because you know, you and I both know I've got a lot of share from homeless to health, right. Um, a lot of issues there, but I share perspectives on that because all I'm looking for when I'm designing my content, whether it's an inspirational post or uh, a life lesson or whatever, or it's a comedy it's, it's either entertaining for me or it's, you know, inspirational. And my sole number one goal solely when I'm writing the skits out and everything is really to connect with an audience and, and to, to invoke a reaction, something that I know will connect with them, that will hit home. The main thing is you have to be in love with what you do. And if you're not in love with what you do, then the content will suffer. What do you, what do you mean by that? Okay. So as an example, if you're a real estate agent and you do well, but you fucking hate real estate, that content is going to suffer. Yeah. It, it just really will. You're going to have to take the parts of enjoyment. So maybe it isn't dealing with clients or losing out on offers. Maybe the part of real estate that you love is actually your team members. 
and actually building the team. So then maybe focus on that while still showing that you're a leader in the industry because you always have to do something that's enjoyable to you. Otherwise, content will become a job. Yeah, yeah. And you will become resentful. And, and so, so that, I think that's what's happening to a lot of people, right? Like people are waking up and saying, hey, I know I should be on these platforms. I know I should be present. Um, I actually think they feel like they should be present for the wrong reasons, meaning they, they turn on their feet and they're like, wait a minute, like Dean posted today, Dean is in my marketplace, Dean is my competitor. If Dean posted today and I haven't posted in three days, I need to step it up. I'm just gonna post something. <laughs> like there's a lot of like posting yeah. and sharing because you're trying to keep up, right? And I, th I don't think that's bad because I think competition in a lot of ways forces us to level up. And I, I don't think that's bad at all. But how do you talk to someone who wakes up in the morning and says, okay, I know I have to post today. I should post today. I understand the value of it, but man, what do I post? Mm -hmm. How do, how do you, how should th that person think? I, I think they should, uh, well, I mean, it's, we've said this time and time again, and I, I know people know the answer to this is they need to stop getting in their head and they, they need to not overthink, you know, there, look, there is a fine line between just throwing shit out. Right. <laughs> and, and also, you know, over preparing and stuff like that. What you just said to me is actually content. So I would wake up in the morning and say, guys, look, you guys know I produce content every single day, right? I struggle. I struggle sometimes. Is my voice being heard? Do you feel like this? I, if you're being vulnerable and you have, you have built a, you know, audience who's used to hearing the straight up truth from you, do you know what kind of engagement you would get of just saying, here's my struggle. The first thing that I woke up this morning because I forgot to do X, Y, and Z. I wanted to share this with you. Here are my thoughts. I was thinking about doing this, but I'm not going to do that because of this reason. However, now I'm thinking about doing this. What do you guys think? Comment below. Engagement through the roof. Oh, Sharon, dude, anything you put out, I would watch you. You're going to get a bunch of like, you know, people are going to fanboy out. Right. And that's what you want is like, I think there's too much in my head. Well, you know, I got to make it real estate related. I got to make it e-com related. Uh, no, you don't. You're inviting people in. Social media is a media channel. It is a insight to your life, to what you do, what your brand is. Don't overthink it. Like I, I, there's a ton of things that you can post about that doesn't have to be related to business, but they can ride the, the business wave, especially if you're running late, you're going to work, you're ready to, to go show a home or, or you've got this big meeting to land for your e-com store or whatever, right? That's a story. Hey, I got a CEO of a company who's, you know, who has, a, is, is worth billions. However, I'm running 10 fucking minutes late. What do I do now? <laughs> like, what, what am I going to do? Because I'm pretty sure in my mind, I've already lost a deal. And you're like talking this out with your audience. Do you understand what will happen when you end that video? Here's what's going to happen. Sharon, what ended up happening, dude? Yeah, yeah. Cliffhanger. Yeah. But, but, but let me ask you this, though. Why? Uh, that stuff happens to us all the time. All the time. Right. Like there is, um, you know, Gary Vee has this cool thing that, you know, I, I, he said it well, he's like document don't create. Right. Um, and, and, but why do we have the self judgment around documenting our day? Why, why is that inhibition there? Um, well, I mean, really is, I think it's, um, vulnerability is probably the biggest thing. Um, you know, I, I tell this story all the time where, 
I used to, I'm just going to call it what it is. I'm not going to hold back. I used to say, I used to put on my white voice. I'm going to call it what it is. Let me tell you what I mean. Okay. So I'm from the fucking hood. Obviously I'm dark, right? Let's just call it what it is, right? When I was growing up, I used to wear suits. I used to talk a lot proper. I, I would talk like you, Sharon. I, you and I are very different. Obviously I cuss and use a lot of slang. I tell everybody I butcher the English language. But I felt like I needed to put on a persona, this, this business, like straightforward, not, you know, whatever, uh, take on things. And I think I, judgment is what screwed me up. I didn't want people to think that I wasn't intelligent or I was ignorant or my views didn't matter. None of that because I was scared to talk this way and articulate the way that I wanted to. I don't care if people don't like it. That's fine. You and I, I've said this before, you and I could say the same shit. It still would be saying the same shit. They're just going <laughs> to like you because they think you're God. And it sounds so good because it's articulate from you, right? It's okay because I still have my tribe that will, that will still connect. Right. The moment I was okay with being vulnerable, which most people cannot do, everything changed for me. And that is the God's honest truth. So I think the biggest problem that people have is I don't want, here's what I hear all the time. I hear from people on my team right now. I've got a few. I don't want my clients to think this. Yeah. Well, my clients haven't really seen this side of me. I'm like, yeah, but they love you, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Go back to your feed. Are they commenting on your friends and your kids? And like, you went to the bar that one time with your husband. Did they comment? On, yeah, that was my highest post. Right. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it was your highest post. It's because they want to know about you. They don't care about your professionalism. Yeah. And it is, well, they do to a degree, obviously, but I guess for this point is that is what holds most people back is judgment. They are too worried about what other realtors or other people in their industry are going to say about them because they're worried about their peers and keeping up with the Joneses. And then they're worried about just their past clients or new clients or whatever, and not focusing on building who they are consistently over time. So when it comes to that point, two or three years down the road, you no longer have to introduce yourself. Everyone knows to expect. They know now, people know now, here's what happens now. You want to know what happens now? <clears throat> and sorry, I called it the white voice, but I'll go back to saying the most straightest and narrow people who now you and I have conversations with, do you know what happens now when they talk to me? They lead with cuss words. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> I'm not joking, bro, because they know when they're talking to me. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, I fucking love your stuff, what you're doing. And we're talking like board members. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it's not like, like yeah. holy shit, this dude, I even know this dude. That's where it becomes special. And that is the block, bro. I'm telling you, it is the block. People can't get past it. But so, so, so this is the, this, if we can just, um, awareness is one thing, right? Awareness is one thing. Right. Let's just assume that I have the awareness. Hey, I, I'm 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 listening right now. I'm an entrepreneur. I own a small business. Um, I'm a consultant. I'm a coach. I'm listening and I'm thinking, OK, yeah, I feel kind of. I'm not I'm not full out on the platform like I, I, I'm i I'm measured, right? It's almost like I'm writing an email to my team, right? Let's not mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being I'm, I'm editing everything that I'm putting out there. Right. And there is a. There's a constant, like, is, is this going out on the New York Times type type thing? Right. So I have this awareness and I, I see the, you know, having the vulnerability is good. I see other people doing it. I see Gary V cussing on, on Good Morning America, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Which, which, you know, and, and he's like, he's like, F this. And then he's like, can you beep that out? And like, he just keeps going, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Others, right? and, and then he actually is like, why do you even cuss so much? And he tells you why he kind of cusses so much, which is amazing. But my question is, what unlocks? What gives you, what gives you, what hap- what, do, what does someone need to do to get the permission to not let that worry, let them worry anymore? That's a great question. I, you know, ultimately, I think it's the support from the inner circle is, is ultimately the first step for me. So like, so you're, you're a good example. So two, three years ago, when I told you I wanted to make a brand shift and, you know, this, that, and the other, and, you know, we've known each other from years from the Telus days and, and those are the days, you know, and, and look, that, that particular brokerage was luxury, which is not me. You remember, like, this is a perfect example, right? So we talked about this and we talked about what I wanted to do and how I wanted to be per, you know, perceived and the support was there. Right. And so as I tested content and it tested this, I, I, I was asking people in my inner circle, not outside was like, how did that feel? Like, was that a little too much? Like whatever. And, and honestly, the reaction was great. I, I mean, obviously they're there to support you, but it was like, no, man, I, I, I was getting, here's what I was hearing right from the inner circle is dude, I was in the audience or dude, I was in the Zoom or whatever. And, and I was getting feedback from the other people thinking it was great. Meanwhile, the entire time leading up to it, I had always been in my head that I didn't want to say those words because I was too worried. But the people in my inner circle were hearing the feedback and the buzz, right? Right. So I think for me, it, it starts as if, you know, if you really want to test it with your close peers, test it out there and then work your way out. Um, but I, you know, I, it's, it's a hard question to answer because it, it really is just an internal, an internal thing that you have to be comfortable with. And I, I would say a good 80% of people are just not going to be able to do it. Not fully, you know, it, they'll, they'll do it to some degree and loosen up. And I had a great conversation today um, with, with a person that's a you know, big time mortgage person and across the country. And, you know, he already knew all of the things that he needed to do that was different and being vulnerable but he had a very hard time because he has competition in his area that are, you know, they're the number one team and, and all of this stuff. Right. And he, he was struggling because he knew what he needed to do to become a little more vulnerable and all that stuff, but he was hesitant to do it. And that's, that's what usually keeps people from doing it. So. Yeah. You know. I, 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 that, that leads me to my kind of my last question for us to, First, to kind of finish on a high here, because uh, it leads perfectly into this. I will tell you, uh, you told me something that I did not, that I that I, I didn't think was going to be true, right? I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, Dean. And you said to me, hey, as your audience grows, you will find your voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, shouldn't I find my voice and then my audience will grow? And you're like, no you will actually it'll accelerate your way to finding your voice when you have a bigger audience. And I was like, that just sounds so like any, and you, I remember you telling me this, you're like, Hey, can you imagine when you have a bigger audience, do you think you're going to skip a day of posting? No, of course not. You're going to show up. And then do you think you're not going to look at your stats? No, you are. And you're going to look at your stats and be like, Oh my gosh, like that performed way better than this. I should do more of that. Oh, that's cool. That makes me feel better about this stuff. And I thought, Hey, I should figure out my jam in like a small pond and then I'll be ready to swim in the ocean. But I didn't realize that growing the base and being 
having a bigger platform actually helped me get tighter, more specific. And, and that was like a big, that was like not natural for me. Right. Um, and so, yeah. Um, Hey, the cleaner. Yeah. Well, it it, it it, well, it took it a, while. a while to get there, right? It's a, a little inside joke, by the way. I, you know, Sharon and I, we, now that he's grown a big ass audience, we came to the realization that, you know, the one thing he knows, you can plop him in any business and he literally will dissect it and clean it up for you. So I started calling him the cleaner. But anyway, nonetheless, I mean, it's, it's true. Like, I mean, you know, with a larger audience, you're able to tell to see. So like, again, going back to what I said, I no longer am paying for our, our partners to, to grow me, right? Because now it's gotten to the point where I've, I've paid that fee, those, those fees to get there. And now it's organically snowballing because I have the audience there. You know what I'm saying? And um, it, it's growing by word of mouth. Yeah. Right? Because I now have a significant on. I mean, imagine if Pfizer uh, only had like seven people to test the fucking COVID vaccine <laughs> versus, mil- you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, what's happening here? You don't know if that shit works or not. You just don't have any idea, yeah. you know? So yeah. it becomes sexy when you have a larger audience. Well, I'll tell you this, right? Um, that's when I started to realize this, and this is a really great high to be on. Uh, when, when you start caring about your stuff more and you start caring about being a lot more real with yourself, when your accountability gets big, bigger. When you have a big audience, you have a big accountability, a big responsibility. When like on the 5 a.m. club, when there were 10 people, I was felt pretty accountable. But when I had, when we have 6,500 people, I feel yeah. extremely accountable to for be. For sure. Yep. Right? right now, when we don't post, like and I don't do stories on Instagram for one day, I feel terrible because I'm just like, there's hundreds of thousands of people that are not, you know, that are not being served because they chose to follow me at some point. So having a big audience is good. Um, so I, this is what I'll leave you guys with. If there is any lesson you can take away today, you know, hearing Dean's story of, you know, starting from zero, being homeless, Dean has one lung, creating the life that he has and, and going after it. I will tell you, like, think about support, right? Support's super important and support that you can give yourself just internally and support that you may need externally as well. And this is not a sales pitch. We're just saying for some support's okay. It's good. It helps you get to your goals faster. So if you've ever thought about, um, you know, just as a plug for Dean and his team, and I'm, I'm a client, so I, I get to say this. If you have, have ever thought of building and growing your audience, creating a platform, using your brand to generate leads and add value to your clients and creating that, you know, that, that signature effect when you walk in the room, everybody recognizes you. Um, you know, give, just you don't even have just go give Dean a follow. Dean Aguilar on Instagram. Shoot him a DM saying, hey, listen to the podcast. Hey, can you help me with? dialing in my my brand and my audience and my growth i'm sure uh if it's the right fit dean and his team will will be happy to help so dean man i can't thank you enough for uh, for being on and dropping great knowledge uh, i totally appreciate you man this was awesome hey sharon i have a cool gift for you i took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day mba it's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com.